Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. I am so super excited to have this guest. And I know you guys are tired of me using the same sentence. I'm so super excited, but I'm excited. I love my podcast. I love doing what I do. But guys, we have another awesome woman here to talk about her story. And her name is Angela Marshall. Angela Marshall is a motivational speaker, professional writer, columnist, best-selling author, creative consultant, ex-NFL wife, and business owner of In Other Words by Stone, also known as Author Stone. Angela is an Augusta, Georgia native, entrepreneur, and positive words powerhouse that utilizes her personal life experiences of struggle, strength, and success to captivate audiences and readers abroad. She speaks with positive purpose and passion to motivate others while encouraging them through challenges. She is also a community advocate youth mentor and supporter. Angela, I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> wow, that surely is a mouthful. And even though I've heard that and, you know, took a part in it as far as like writing it and all of that, I, I just, I don't know, it gives, it still gives me goosebumps because the majority of what I've set out to do, I'm doing and I've done. So and thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for being here and spending your Saturday with me. And I'm just so honored and blessed for another woman to kind of share her story um, because we're resilient women, right? And we, everyone has a story. Everyone writes a book and everyone has a purpose and a passion. And that's what I, I gather through you, Angela. And so do you mind sharing your story with the listeners? Not at all. Again, thank you for having me. As you mentioned, I am Angela Marshall and I am a woman on a global mission to inspire and to positively impact through my words, work, and wisdom. Now that alone, you know, when you talk about somebody's work, their words, and their wisdom, that denotes growth. (laughs) So, you know, I just um, was uh, in a space, in a mental mindset where I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel that I mattered, my life, um, you know, different things, even though I had this elaborate or what was perceived as an elaborate lifestyle, right? Because most people, you know, would die for an NFL, National Football League or professional, you know, player or to have someone in a position, a, a perceived position of power or status. And they think that lifestyle is so, you know, great, which it does. It has uh, a perception. It was just that a lot of people thought that being, a former NFL wife, and then even, to be honest with you, take it back a little bit before that, being a light-skinned woman, I mean, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Mm. My entire life, it has been a perception that my life has been so amazing. You know, one who supposedly has the good hair and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, it was just perception after perception, uh, stereotype after stereotype. And I don't know where I lost myself, but I did. And so it was, you know, it was kind of like a a transformation that needed to take place in order for me to find out who I was, why I was, where I was again. And I wrote this book. I titled it Reality to Rags to Riches, The Story (laughs) of an Ex-NFL Wife. And I tell my story like I talk about my ups, my downs, my lows, my highs, my valleys. 
And then I just pretty much set the record straight for the people who have assessed what they think my life was like for me. So that's how all of this came about. Honestly, I did not have any aspirations to be an inspirational or motivational speaker. When I wrote the book, several organizations, different people, you know, because we started marketing it and promoting it across the, the world and several people saw it and they were like, hey, would you mind coming and talking about your life or talking about your journey? And so, of course, you know, I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, I did not know that it was going to turn into something where actually not only am I impacting lives, but it's been very rewarding and very freeing for me also. And can you share a little bit about your Rags to Riches book? Absolutely. So from the standpoint of the reality to Rags to Riches, it's not your typical Rags to Riches book. The reason why I added reality is because I wanted my story told my way. Mm -hmm. You know, not what, again, like what has been perceived that my life has just been so you know, without any issues or like I've always loved myself or I've always liked myself. It's a shame that I can say I probably just started. I'm 48. I just started at the age of 30 something to like myself. That is deep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty deep. That's that's. Yeah, it's deep. And it's you know, it's taken I guess taking that long for me to really, really sort myself out. And I think that that's something important. And that's what the book talks about. It talks about every stage of my life that had to happen for me to sort myself out and for me to become who I am today. You know, I think it's very um, great that you have this platform and, and this podcast because a lot of women don't really we don't really view ourselves as beautiful. We don't view ourselves as as we do other women or other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to change that with one sentence. And the topic that I get the most where people, you know, I talk about it in my book and I talk about it when I have opportunity to speak to organizations in person, live vicariously through yourself. Ooh, love it. <laughs> live vicariously through yourself. Yes. Live vicariously through yourself. Three snaps, two snaps, five snaps for that one. <laughs> Because, I mean, think about it. We pour so much into our friends and friends of friends and family members and other women and, you know, just other people. We we uplift them, we empower them and we encourage them. But when do we do that for ourselves? You know, so, again, I am a woman when I when I say I'm on this journey to really help people, not just women. Of course, most of that is my base because I can only speak from a woman, you know, point of view and a, a woman's perspective. But I'm just on a journey to help anybody and everybody to live vicariously through themselves, to love themselves, to learn from themselves. But in order to do that is two things that I call the infamous F's that you must do. One, you got to face yourself and then you got to forgive yourself. All the things that we do for everybody else, we need to do for ourselves. I'm sitting here smiling because, Angela, I, I want you to touch on something that's really important and that often women and mothers do is that we lose ourselves. Sometimes we lose our identity. And, and can you elaborate a little bit more on when you realize that you lost yourself how you and how you lost yourself? Okay, absolutely. I can honestly say that how I lost myself was through all of the media, the magazines, the outward societal pressures that 
pretty much was trying to mold me and shape me into a cookie cutter. And so you need okay. to look this way. You are an Absolutely. NFL player's wife. So your outfit better be on point. Your body better be on point. Your house better be on point. Your car better be on point. After that, nobody cares about anything else, right? Absolutely. And well, the thing about it is, is that all of the things that you just mentioned from a materialistic point of view have, really has no value on you as a person. And when I realized that and I recognized that, I was like, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter whether I wear Prada or Nada. I'm valuable. I'm priceless. I'm exquisite. I'm extraordinary. I'm unique and I'm rare. And it does not matter, you know, whether I have this title or that title. I'm married to this person or not married to that person. But I can honestly say that when I started realizing that I was losing myself was when my daughter was much younger and I could not, I guess, guide her or lead her in a position that would help her to be her best self because I wasn't being my best self. Mm. So it really, you know, it started jarring at me because I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be her first focal point. I'm supposed to be her lens. You know, that's why I don't believe in role models outside of the home or, you know, mentors outside of the home. I think that's great. Don't get me wrong, because I do have several mentors. However, it all starts and begins with me. So as I started losing myself, just, you know, not from I I can't even say like some people wanted me to uh, put the pressure on. Oh, well, you lose yourself because you were married and because you have children and all of that. No, I can't. I can't really put the blame on all of that. It was me Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. at any given moment of time, I could have decided to still be true to me, to still love me, to still, you know, live life for me. But I decided somewhere along the way that I was going to put this man first. I was going to put my children first. Mm -hmm. I was going to put the world first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And, you know, for all of these things that were outer to give me value or to give me my worth. And that's the worst thing that we can do. Love my children to life. Love my grandchildren. Love my friends dearly, my family members. However, I can't truly love and live and learn unless I do those things for me. Now, when when did it come across that you said, I'm not living authentically? Was that in your marriage or out of your marriage? So actually, I was I was already divorced. uh, And as I sat bedside with my mother that was um, diagnosed with a terminal illness and she was dying. I don't know. I, I say in my book where I feel like her life, because my mom was a vibrant woman, like she was, she lived vicariously through herself. She was agile. She was fierce. She was feisty. She didn't let anybody tell her what to do. She didn't let anybody put any restraints or restrictions on her. So I think as she was transitioning, something in me, just watching her for those three months that I had with her, it just triggered. Like, Angela, you're like almost 40 and you're not living your life. You're not living a fulfilled life. You're not living a fueled life. And it, I don't know, it just sparked something in me. And I just set off on this, this road to like blaze this, (laughs) this trail. And I've just been unstoppable ever since. You know what I find interesting, Angela, that women, I think, I want to say maybe the older we get or the older our kids get something kind of shifts and changes and saying, but what about me? Because it's not that 
yes, society has these pressures on women that you should be this way as a mom or not this way, et cetera, et cetera. And I speak about all different um, moms um, on my podcast and, and, and issues with women, but you know, you, you culturally, or you're taught, you know, my kids come first, my husband comes first. And so you tend to forget yourself. And if you are also the type of person who's giving, 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 and you keep depleting from yourself, you know, things look much different, but I feel like there's life situations or where you see that, that your age is like, keeps ticking up. Right. And that you're just like, Oh, I, I, I think I need to start focusing on me and what I can do for me. And I think that's important that you say that because a message I think for younger women um, is that if you feel you want to do something, you want to live your life, start doing the work within you, right? Start doing some of that inner healing within you so that you can do that. Because if you continue to operate the way you were operating, you're still going to see kind of like the same circumstances, the same things going on. So I thank you for saying that and for mentioning that. And it was just like a click and an aha moment because I've also had my own aha moments where I'm just like, you know, I I, I want to live my dream and what I'm doing. And, and that's what I feel like I, I'm doing now with my podcasting and as well as other things that I want to do. But I'm grateful that you said that because sometimes we have to take a step back and realize and see, even if it's through our ancestors or our maternal figures or, or someone really close to us that it's just life, life can slip away. Life can completely slip away. Well, you can't pour from an empty cup. I mean, it's been said time and time again, I cannot give you, I cannot give anybody what I do not have. But we think, you know, that we're doing them some good because we're like depleting ourselves or we're just so you know, de-energized and I'm just, oh, I'm going to give you my last. I'm going to give you my all. But then I have nothing for me. And it becomes a situation where you look back on it and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, wait a minute. What happened to my life? Like I've helped this one, that one, you know, I've done this and I've done that for this particular organization or company. But what about my life? Like when have I really lived it in the moment? Right. And so, yeah, that's one of the things that I realized as I sat bedside with my mom. And I was just like, you know what? No more. My mom died in August of 2013, January 2014. After I handled and settled all of her affairs, it was on and pop. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said you was like, it's on and popping. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a done deal. And so that's when I started as far as like with the book and just getting the word out there and um, just everything that I wanted to do. And I really started seeing me. And that's, you know, again, it's really deep when you can say to someone like as old as I am or, you know, how many birthdays I've had. But I really just started loving and liking and living for life. That's so crazy because like i I mean, you know, let's let's just realistically, I've lived almost half of my mm-hmm. life, 48. So, you know, for me to say this is a time in my life where I am actually settled, I'm happy, I am at peace. Like, let me tell you something. And this is a, a way that all you ladies can gauge whether or not you're at peace, okay? <laughs> or that you really love and like yourself. When you go into a store, a clothing store, okay? 
and you actually go to the size that you are and you're not ashamed, you don't get that little heart palpitations like other people may be looking. Let me just slide down here as if I'm not an eight or 10 or 12 or two or three or whatever your size may be. But when you can go to your size and you're getting, you know, whatever on the racks and you're happy, you know, you're free. That is a freedom like no other, sweetheart. I assure you, because I've done that. I've been in situations even, you know, where people said I was too small, too big, too this, too that. I mean, like I said, I've just been through their eyes. I've been all over the place. But now, I mean, I can actually go and if it's a 10, it's a 10. If it's an eight, it's an eight. If it's a 12, it's a 12. It does not matter to me. I'm just like, I have on clothes. I'm fierce. I'm fabulous. I look good. Um, and you do I, look good. You do look good. <laughs> Hashtag goals when I get your age. <laughs> Hashtag them yes, goals. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Angela, you are absolutely right. It's like, be comfortable with yourself is what I'm taking away. Be comfortable with yourself. Be happy with yourself and, and don't deplete from your cup, right? That's correct. And again, the only way that I've learned that you can do that, which I know there's many other, uh, you know, I'm sure there's other models that, that people can utilize or formulas or whatever, you know, when whatever it trigger, triggers in you for you to do, for you to live your best and fulfill life. But for me, it was just two things that I had not been doing. And that was facing myself and forgiving myself. Bottom line, you know, you have to do that because you're not a perfect person. I don't care. You're not a perfect mother or wife or, you know, friend or whatever the case is. But too many times we're so much harder on ourselves. And that's what I had been doing just about my entire life. I had been this people pleaser, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm pleasing them. But what about me? When do I get to please me? And I don't say that in a vain or egotistical or selfish way, because I am like one of, and I can say this, I'm one of the most selfless people. Um, You know, I think that that walks this earth. However, Gone are the days where I do not take care of Angela. Because again, if I can't take care of me, if I don't love me, if I can't look at myself every day and just feel, you know, feel fabulous, feel encouraged, feel empowered, feel powerful, pretty, brilliant, intelligent, and, you know, just walk with this air that says, I'm here and I have value, then I can't give that to you. It just doesn't work that way. I can't give it to my children, my grandchildren, you know, people, my mentee, my mentees. I can't give them something that I that I do not have, that I do not possess. So, ladies, we've got to possess that. Like, we have to really do a better job of making sure that all of the love and all of the, you know, kumbaya that we give to other people, please pamper and shower yourself with it. Please. Absolutely. <laughs> Angela, do you have... um? women who were in your same circle during the same time reaching out to you like, Hey, how did you do it? Whether they're still in that marriage or not? Absolutely not, but it's okay. Um, you know, I look at it like this, you have, um, you know, different mindsets, different personalities. People want different things for different reasons. I am not judge and jury for that. For me as an NFL, as a former NFL wife, there were certain things that I just was not comfortable with. Okay. Like the comparing the comparison and like I said, all the cookie cutter stuff, like we had to look a certain way and wear certain things and be a certain size and, you know, worry about camera angles and all of that. Who said you have to look that certain way? 
the infamous day. <laughs> the same ones that say you can't wear white after Labor Day or you can't do such and such and so and so, which I wear whatever I want to wear, any color that I want to wear right. now <laughs> in the skin that I'm in. But it's just that, that's like such a mental breakdown, though, if you think about it, like other we, women beating other women down, like, you know, you can't wear this. You can't just to have like this elitism, this classism. But, you know, we do it. You know, we do it. And it, and it's not just about an NFL wife society either. We do it just out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular, you yeah. know, as far as like tearing women up, tearing women down and apart. Case in point. Um, so I was out doing my walk early, a little bit earlier. And, you know, I was thinking about this certain situation earlier in the week where this young lady, I met this young lady who had seen, you know, some of my videos circulating on social media and whatnot. I said hello to her, right? Because I always lock eyes and make contact. The first thing she did was look me up and down. Child. <laughs> up and down. I'm walking. So, I'm walking. You know, how do you expect me to look when I'm walking? How how do you expect me? You know, but it was as if that gives me some sort of value or maybe detract a little bit in her eyes or whatnot. But it's done a lot. I mean, let's just be honest. It's done a lot. We tear women down for the smallest of things. But I believe that when you again, and this is just for me. I believe that when you can look at yourself in the mirror and you love your whole self, that's your flaws and all, you know, my from my the moles to some of the teeth that's not as, as straight or whatever. You know, I think I have man hands because they're pudgy, but I love them. Well, policy is cute. <laughs> I would not have it any other way. But, you know, there's some people that, yeah, it would be like, Oh my God. Well, I wonder if there's some type of procedure where I can get facts sucked out of my hands or something like that. And again, please, nobody don't send me no messages talking about I'm denouncing, um, you know, uh, procedures or whatever. No, no, if no. That's We're not denouncing procedures because if you got the money, you want to go fix yourself, but you have to be fixed internally before you fix Correct. externally. And that's the Correct. thing because I, I, what I realize is that you start seeing people piling and piling and piling, and and then they start with the nose, and then they start with the cheek, and then they start with the lip, and then they start with this, and then they don't like the lip, then they want to take the lip, then they want to put some breast, and they want to take a breast, and you want to put it again, and then you don't like it; it's too saggy; it's not natural. You want to put a butt, you want to take a butt. It. You, you got to figure out what you want, what you're happy with and for, you. for you, but stop tearing other people down and stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing yeah. yourself. That's right. And, I, and, and that's amazing. Yes. And I think I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you because it just shows that it doesn't matter. Like you say, from rags to riches or whatever, it, no matter what position that you're in as a woman, we face these things in every single level, every class every every status every every location that you're at and we have to like break those barriers down we have to come together we have to be able to say you know girl you look fire absolutely you, you and then if you want to respond I put on five pounds. It's okay. You know, I'll support you. You do what you want to do. Do you want to lose it? You don't want to lose it, then you're good. Then if you want to do that extra five, you do that extra five. Oh, well. You understand? It's I like, agree. but we beat each other up for so many things. And, you know, it's easy to get caught up, especially with social media, right? And how mm -hmm. you should look, right? So now you're an ex-NFL wife and now you're a motivational speaker. So you should be looking like this kind of way. Oh, yeah. You, you're a mom or you're this or you're that. You should look this kind of way. But- and I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. But if you're also a woman of color, 
that yeah. then you are compiling in that mountain of what we're dealing with, with colorism, with racism, with ex- cultural expectations, plus societal expectations of women and societal expectations of a woman of color. Child, we fight in every day. We are fighting. We are fighting outer wars and inner Absolutely. wars. And that's why I said you better be winning your inner wars because that's the only way you're going to win the outer Absolutely. wars. Absolutely. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where I really wish women or just people in general could just really see how brilliant and how amazing each one of them are individually and how unique that, you know, that that it's okay to be unique. You would not believe the number of people I have had, like when I go on different shows or, you know, I do things in per- in person and from their, their, you know, their makeup people or whatever, or I've had people that have turned me down that have said, oh, well, you know, you look a little too homely or, you know, well, why don't you try this? Or if you did this, or if you look this, or if you wore this, or you did this. And I'm You're like, trauma, trauma, trauma. I went through that. I went through that. I don't want to go through it again. That's what I'm getting away mm-hmm. from because mm-hmm. all of those things, if I were to do some of the things that they wanted to put in place for me, then I'm not being my best self. I'm not being my authentic self for my audience. And so mm-hmm. I said, no, it's okay for them to see me, you know, in my most natural state because that's who I love. Now, you know, will I put on a little gloss, a little eyeliner, blah, 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 this, that, and that? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. However, you know, you're not going to, again, make me into this cookie cutter or something that society says will, you know, make my influence increase if I look this way, be this way, talk this way, you know, whatever. I'm not interested in that at all. I don't think that my purpose, my path and my plans involve the same footsteps as anybody else's. Child, <laughs> you done summed up everything in life. That's it. <laughs> you done summed it yes, all ma'am. up. Angela, I am excited about this conversation and I want you to leave some gems. I mean, you've dropped a lot of gems and jewels and diamonds and emeralds already, but Five things that our women can take away. Okay. So number one, when you define yourself, no one can confine you. Mm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) People can see me. Shimmy, shimmy. (laughs) (laughs) When you define yourself, no one can confine you. That's number one. Number two, face and forgive yourself daily. Sometimes it may even be moment by moment, minute by minute, minute, but face and forgive yourself every single day. Number three, dare to be who? You. (laughs) Y-O-U. Because one, you know, there's nobody else like you. And if you have certain trends or styles or whatnot that are, you know, along with everybody else's, that's fine. But put your own spin on it. And dare to be you, meaning, you know, if there's a particular color that you want to bring out or I don't know, color, a certain statement, don't be afraid to do it, to rock it, you know, because, again, who wants to be like everybody else on the planet in every single area? You know, what value does that give you? Number four, I would probably say um, success 
for all of my entrepreneurs and my ladies that are like, you know, out there killing it in corporate every day. Success is a dish served only to the bold. So you have to be bold. You got to be brave and you have to, uh, you know, understand that risks and, uh, you know, being able to be on the front line must be done in order for you to be successful, whatever that looks like. Okay. Number five, I'm going to leave you with something that I know all of your viewers are going to just drop the mic. They're going to really, really, it's going to warm their heart. I believe solely that it's not lonely at the top. You just can't take everybody with you because they won't grow. Bam. (laughs) So don't be afraid. You felt that in your gut. Don't be afraid. And, you know, like when people say, oh, it's lonely at the top, it's lonely at the top. No, because whoever is supposed to be at the top with you, they have the same mindset, the same vision, different lanes, you know, because I talk about my me staying in my lane, but I actually have multiple lanes. I don't have just one lane. I have multiple lanes. But whoever is with you, not just about being at the top, just whatever level, whatever phase, whatever stage you're at in your life, whoever is with you. That means you're meshing, you're merging with that particular, you know, with that particular person. And I know we feel bad because sometimes it's, you know, our high school buddies or whoever, even family members that we've come this far with. And it's like, man, you know, I really want to continue on with him or her. But you can't because they won't grow. So just remember, it's not lonely. It's just that people won't grow. Child. I can't drop this mic because then you know, then it'll mess up the audio. But I want to like just flip it over. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Angela, thank you so much for spending your Saturday here with me, having this conversation. So enlightened. So, girl, you gave me energy. I think I didn't need a second <laughs> cup of coffee. I didn't need anything. You just left me vibrant. Tell people where they can find you. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for having me. I am always humbled and just honored to be able to connect and collaborate with like-minded people that are on a mission to empower others. I am on every social media platform. So it's Angela Marshall or the story and life of an ex-NFL wife. Also, my personal website is www.inotherwordsbystone.com. Please reach out, even if you don't, uh, you know, if, if my services or my products aren't needed, I am one that when people send me emails or comments or, you know, they they get to me by any means necessary, I have conversations. Maybe I can be a connection for you. Absolutely. And I have my sister's connection, not competition. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. That's what, there's always room on at the table for everybody. 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 That's right. Angela, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.